Good morning. Why don't you guys come on in and sit down? Just find you a place to sit. I was hoping to catch the these young adults before they got out of here, and uh, I was late, so I went and asked Ben if they could come back in here. I may owe you an apology later. I don't know, but I, I wanted you guys to be in here specifically, and I want to ask you to uh, hang with me for about the next two or three Sundays, okay? And I'll tell you why. I met the Lord on March the 14th in 1971. I had turned 21 in December, one of my birthdays, September, before that March. And uh, had a lot of guys betting I'd never make 21, but I did. And just a few months later, I met the Lord, and it was radical. And more than anything else, I wanted to know what this thing was about, how to know God, how to walk with God, how to be obedient to God. What's the most important thing? And so I tried everything. Somebody said, well, you got to read your Bible as much as you can. So I had a New Testament I carried in my back pocket all the time. And every spare minute I had, I read it, and I went through about a dozen of them in a year because they just wore out. And it was very difficult because of the alcohol before then and because of the undisciplined mind. It was very difficult for me to get anything out of reading. But if that's it, I'm going to read. And then somebody said, well, it's prayer. Okay, so I'm going to pray. So I would go in my closet, literally my closet, move everything out of the way and get in the closet because you're supposed to have a prayer closet. And I'd go in there determined to pray for hours, and I'd go to sleep. And that didn't work. Somebody said, well, you got to witness got to tell people about Jesus. So I set out to do that. And I mean, if you were within six feet of me, you were going to get confronted about trusting Jesus. And I could pretty well, if I couldn't scare you into it, I could talk you into it. Making a decision, because that was the goal, to get you to say the prayer. And I did that. And I, I mean, I remember preaching off the steps of the bowling alley one night about 11 o'clock and the police came and broke up the crowd. And I mean, it, it just, if that's what it took, that's what I wanted. And it was years later before I realized what I want to share with you in the next few days, not just with them, but with all of us, but with you particular, because if someone had told me In 1971, what I'm going to tell you 
and taken it to heart, it would have made all the difference in my life. I'm telling you. It would have been a completely different posture and a walk with the Lord. So I want to ask you to just hang with me for the next few weeks. The last few weeks, we've been talking about where God lives. And we talked about God dwelling in the tabernacle. We talked about God dwelling in the temple. And then we came to realize that God, in reality, dwelt in Jesus. If I want to meet God, I would go to Jesus. And the purpose of the last few weeks has been to answer the question that the disciples asked Jesus when they came to him and they said, where do you live? Interesting question. Where do you live, Jesus? Jesus' response was just as interesting. Well, come and see. I'm not going to tell you. Come see where I live. And so we came to realize that God lives in Jesus. And if I want to meet God, I have to go to Jesus. If I want to fellowship with God, I have to go to Jesus. And so we wanted to answer the question, where do you live, Jesus? And we want to answer the unspoken question that the woman at the well asked Jesus, where do you worship God? She never verbalized that, but that's the answer Jesus gave. Where do you worship God? Where can you go to meet God? But we came to find out that we worship God in Jesus, we meet God in Jesus, and we answered the question, where does Jesus live? Kennedy, where does Jesus live? In your heart. That's right. That's right. That's where he lives, in your heart. So if he lives in my heart, where do I go to meet him? In my heart. Carissa, where does Jesus live? Well, if he lives in your heart, where do you go to meet him? In your heart. Micah, where does Jesus live? Well, then where are you going to meet him at? In your heart. Now, that sounds like a simple question. It sounds logical, but to embrace the reality of that can absolutely change your life. It can change your entire view of the Christian life and what it means to be a Christian. Because what it means to be a Christian does not mean that you obey the rules. It does not mean that you keep the list. It means that Christ lives in you. And if you want to know him, you go where he is to fellowship with him, to become one with him. Okay? I was, it was years before I was taught that. It was years before I was taught that Christ lives in me, and if I want to know him, I must go where he is in order to fellowship with him. Even today, if you ask the average Christian, what are you doing 
to advance your growth in the Christian life? What are you doing to get to know God better? You probably will get an answer like, I'm reading my Bible. I have a daily devotional. I'm trying to pray more. I'm trying to be a better person. And very rarely will you get the answer that I am enjoying the Lord in his presence inside of me. What I want to do in the next few weeks, and we're just going to, I'm just going to introduce it to you this morning. We're not going to get into it. What we're going to do in the next few weeks is I want to show you how to find the presence of God. I want to show you how to go where Jesus lives and find the presence of God. I want to show you how to enjoy the presence of God where he lives. I want to show you how to Enter the presence of God. I want to show you how to live daily aware of the presence of God. I want to show you how to sit in a dentist chair with your mouth jacked open Maybe on a little gas. Joni got gas and got saved all over again. There was nobody there but her and Jesus and Big Bird. But I want to show you how to sit in a dental chair with your mouth jacked open, with these big hands halfway down your throat, drilling teeth, And you're sitting there enjoying the presence of God because you know how to go where he lives. You know how to touch him there. You know how to enjoy him there. You know how to experience his presence there. You know how to enter the presence and be there. Well, that's what we're going to do starting next week. I'm going to give you some very practical things. Get you a little preface about what to do. And I want to encourage you to enter into his presence. How to get there. How to be aware of his presence. How to live in his presence. And enjoy Jesus. Okay? So hang with me the next few weeks. And there will be some practical to do. Thank you so much for sharing today. How awesome is that? How good is that? And uh, let me just pray for you. Father, you've, again, shown yourself to be beyond all that we can ask or think. Thank you for that. 
Thank you for being bigger than our mind, bigger than our plans, bigger than our agenda, bigger than our schedule. And thank you, for Father, for showing us that you can bring peace in the middle of a tumultuous situation. That you can bring peace in the middle of chaos and turmoil. That we can go where you live. And that you're still saying to us today, come and see. You want to know where I live? Come and see. And you're still drawing us to that presence, to where you live, where you abide. Teach us how to do that. Teach us how to touch you. Teach us how to enter. Teach us how to live in the awareness of your presence. And we bless you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name.